Hi, you're Thainsley Bullion and this is the weekly wrap on this day the 4th of November 2016. Australian dollars, gold is sitting at 16.96 and silver at $23.92 with the Aussie dollar at 76.8. So this week saw both gold and silver up strongly on last week despite a stronger Aussie dollar. Gold is now back over the US $1300 spot price mark and well into the 18s for silver. It was a week dominated by the resurgence of Trump in light of the FBI reopening investigations into Hillary. That saw a reversal in the polls and pressure on financial markets all week, with US shares seeing their longest losing streak since the August 2015 crash. That said, it is clear the markets are still largely pricing in the Clinton victory, and last night Goldman Sachs announced they still have Clinton as the most likely. That is music to contrarians' ears. The week also saw more poor economic news. For the first time in nearly four years, US construction spending declined for two consecutive months, down 0.4% in October when a 0.5% rise was expected. Stepping back a bit, we've now seen the first year-on-year decline since 2011. The Dallas Fed's manufacturing outlook printed a minus 1.5 when a plus 2 was expected and putting it into contraction for the f- for 22 consecutive months. Just for context, the GFC saw 24 straight months. The pain was across the board with production, capacity utilisation, new orders, average work week and wages all contracting while prices paid rose. Over to Chicago and the Chicago PMI for October plunged to a print of an almost contractionary 50.4, a five month low. In repeat of the theme in Dallas, we saw new orders and production falling, but prices paid surging to the highest since November 2014. These are clear signals of stagflation, where you see inflationary pressures building, but economic growth outlooks in decline. This will be very perplexing for the Fed, who look to inflation to raise rates, but will be second-guessing this as the economy continues to falter. Despite these future warning signals, the core PCE deflator, the Fed's favoured measure of inflation, remained at 1.7% year-on-year as expected and still below their 2% target. US personal income, however, rose only 0.3% in September versus 0.4% expected. Wednesday night saw a wild ride for gold and silver as they surged on renewed Trump victory fears, but the Fed November meeting saw them predictably hold rates, but make quite strong statements as to the chances for a hike in December, leading the market to raise its expectations to 80% and erase half of those gold gains. They stated they await await some, and I quote, further evidence of continued progress towards its objective. What that means is deliberately vague, but all eyes will be firmly on the NFP payrolls data out tonight. Last night may have given a preview when we saw US jobless claims jump nearly 8% to 265,000, its highest in three months. Smarter investors are reading these tea leaves with Bank of America's latest update of institutional clients, seeing them net sellers of shares for an all-time record of 21 straight weeks. Over to Europe and last week, Fitch's downgraded Italy's outlook from stable to negative, but kept their already poor triple B plus rating on hold. Stay tuned. Overnight, we learned the UK's High Court ruled Theresa May needs a parliamentary approval to enact Article 50, the EU divorce process, which she was rushing through to force a hard Brexit sooner to get it done and out of the way. The British pound spiked strongly on the news, but it appears most unlikely this could reverse the Brexit vote. Rather, it could just this make this an even more protracted, messy affair. Bank of Japan met this week and whilst they did not change their current negative rates in QE, they did cut inflation expectations and warned of a downside skew for growth. China saw better than expected manufacturing PMI print this week, up from an almost stalled 50.4 to still only 51.2. 
Markets took this positively, of course, without considering it took $4.5 trillion of new debt this past year to buy that growth. That's right, we learned this week that China's debt has grown $4.5 trillion in just the past 12 months. That is more than the US, Japan and Europe combined. The other manufacturing powerhouse, South Korea, saw both exports and imports worse than expected at minus 3.2% and minus 5.4% respectively, reflecting a world customer base with struggling growth. China and Russia continue buying gold with Chinese consumption via the Shanghai Gold Exchange for September of 171 tonne. The Russian, Russia's central bank purchasing another 500,000 ounces or 15.6 tonnes, taking their ever-increasing reserves to 1,543 tonne. We'll catch you next week and remember, balance your wealth in an unbalanced world.